Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Hey, welcome to Boggy Talk. We're going to jump right in, continuing the conversation from last week with Tara Beard. Let's pick up where we left it's off. It's a new week, but we're wearing the same clothes. <laughs> hey, Why is know, that, Justin? Because I was trying to make it all clear. So like, you know, I'm, and I'm wearing like the same shirt I wore like three weeks ago. So, <laughs> me uh, too, but I just put a jacket on. If you want to give me a gift card to uh, <laughs> go buy a new And shirt. as this went long, it got kind of hot in here. So this yeah, sweater, it's uh, like, you know. But hey, let's pick up right where we left off. All right. Now, now I think just because, again, and the fact that 300 people are doing that and the fact that there are churches popping up everywhere that are this, it's crazy to me. But there's a lot of people who are kind of more in these churches, and there's some big ones in our area that, you know, and I'll just profile it. The pastor is going to get up and he's going to speak, and it's going to be a lot of what you're saying, and he's going to use the Bible to kind of support that. He's going to jump and forth, back and forth in different translations of the Bible to make it sound like the good talk he wants to say. The music, it's going to feel just, I mean, it's going to be dark in there, and there's going to be fog, and it's just going to feel good. And depending on their budget, it's going to be done better. People are like, he's so anointed. I'm like, no, he gets paid $200,000 a year. But, you know, we call him anointed if you want. Anyway, so that's a new life out in Colorado. <laughs> People are like, they're so anointed. I'm like, they have so much money. Right. But anyway. But so like, is it okay to be there and just like hang out? Like in your opinion, I'm just asking your opinion. So like in these churches that are, again, not quite where you're at, Mm -hmm. but maybe they are what you referenced kind of you were in when you started to get drawn to this. Like what would your, what's the problem with that? So I've, I mean, I've had this asked to me before and, and to me, what I brought it back to is um so have you actually went to the church and like looked at their doctrine (laughs) um and what they truly believe in um but does doctrine matter that much um i is it about loving jesus and loving people proof (laughs) i am living proof that bad theology hurts people like it actually destroys families and churches like i absolutely i think it matters and um there's kind of and what's really crazy is this movement um really prides itself on not having a theology okay Mm. um and doctrine sound doctrine is talked about in scripture, <laughs> that word is used and they really pride themselves on not having a theology. But that's one of the things when my eyes were opened is I was following a theology. Like a lot of times they'll say Jesus equals perfect theology. Well, if you're only basing your theology on the words of Jesus and building a um, a theology around that and not reading the Bible in context from Genesis Mm -hmm. to Revelation, that's really scary. Mm -hmm. Um, And and actually, this movement, they believe in dominionism, a kingdom now theology, um, which is why they're always pushing revival and breakthrough and 
because they believe that their revival is going to usher in Jesus coming back. So that's the thing is like, you do believe in a theology. Mm -hmm. You just don't know it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, I think it's Ken Ham. um, Like, I think it was him. Um, I could be wrong, but he said, you know, everyone has a worldview. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, um, yeah, I absolutely think that Dr. Matters. Yeah, so, so back to the person in the church that's kind of oh. just like in the middle of the road, like you said. Well, like, I, What's the problem being there? I was that person. Mm-hmm. I was that person. I was that person attending that church who was in the middle of the road and wanting more. It wasn't enough. And so, um, and, and mm. I do think a lot of, churches uh um have that seeker sensitive uh that really draws you in um yeah, make it sound so sleazy there you know? it is <laughs> and i even did that but it is sleazy it is it is because the focus is not on god it's on it's on other things and mm. so um it yeah I, I was that person, um, and I'm not saying that that's the same for everyone, but um, yeah. Let me ask you this. You said this earlier that you were really, you had gotten really good at hearing the voice of God. Mm-hmm. And I think that's um, terminology that gets thrown around in all circles, like how do you hear from God? Yeah. Um, you know, as, as a Baptist, we say, well, you hear from the from the word. But the spirit does work in us and the spirit reveals and it's always tested against scripture. But I want you to explain, like, what do you, what did it sound like? I mean, like what, when you say you heard the voice of, cause I think that's when people were like, well, was it audible? Was it just, or you mentioned earlier, it was just kind of, you were taught and trained, like whatever you, when you ask God speak and then whatever you think is from him, is that what it was like? Yeah. I mean, um, and, and then did I you thought you meant like, that? did he sound like, Hey Tara, or did he sound like, Hey Tara, how's it going? <laughs> <What's> up, <girl? laughs> it's what you want him to sound like, right? Cause it it's is your... what you, it is. I mean, that's, uh, and I think that's the danger in it. Like, how do you know if it's God's voice or if it's not your voice? That's a very, mm. um, mm. you know, when you have his better word in front of you, then you just open up your Bible. And so um, I, I actually started, um, I, I started reading some, uh, some scriptures in Deuteronomy 18 um, and Jeremiah 14, 14, um, and, and uh, some really key verses that were like, wait, um, this is actually where, and these verses talk about um, basically how their vain imaginations and visions, because a lot of times um, a picture would flash up or I would have visions um, and then speak what I was seeing. Um, and so um, those things are actually addressed in scripture. Mm-hmm. And um at the end of Deuteronomy 18, I believe it is, um, he actually, um, it's actually said that if, um, the prophet's words, like if that word is false, 
then he's a false prophet. Mm -hmm. Like one false prophecy. One right. false Jesus prophecy. Jesus even references that. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I, when I read that, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> How? Whoa. Yeah, people still and, buy John Hagee books. I mean, seriously. Yeah, yeah. no. And, <laughs> and I... I, I adjusted just, the end of the world. I, <laughs> right. It didn't happen, so I'm adjusting the date. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we should adjust whether or not we listen to any word you say. Yeah. 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 And so I was like, whoa. Mm -hmm. um, and this is the opposite of what Bethel is promoting. They're promoting just prophesy whatever comes to the mind. And, you know, um, and it's okay if you mess up. Like, you're speaking on behalf of the wow. Lord, but it's okay. Um, you, you have to practice. That's encouraged there is mm -hmm. practicing. Um, and so you basically get really good at, um, what is the term? There's actually a new age term for it. Is it cold reading? Mm. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, I, it's just, it's really dangerous stuff and it's, um, forbidden in scripture um and that's right after um that passage in deuteronomy 18 is right after he he's talking about sorcery and necromancy and um all of these things he mm -hmm. ends with that mm -hmm. um so yeah scripture i kept that that's the thing during this i kept bringing it back to scripture i, I was reading second all of second peter jude and all of all of um this teaching in scripture about false teachers and and i was like this is what's going on right now like this is currently what is going on people's ears are being itched by what they want to hear mm-hmm that's a good point. They're being itched by what they want to hear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, take the context you were you were in and now the context you're in. And I think, you know, some of the things you're describing, like when you boil it down, like the desire to want to know the Lord is a good thing, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so, and then people who are on, on our, uh, on this side, like in a, in a, in a Baptist circle, who'd be like, yeah, I knew all they, I knew they were all crazy. And you're, <laughs> you're just proving my point. Uh, but maybe there's not even fruit in their in their lives because they're so like I'm not even mm -hmm. gonna toe the line that way because it's just I want to I want to I'm more comfortable here in my lane like I'm I'm just trying to what I'm trying to say I guess is like how do you hear from the Lord now like in worship because you know in worship when we gather together like we proclaim the truth uh, we sing songs you know we want people to be changed you know as we gather together um, you talked about hearing the voice of God. Now, like, how do you walk with the Lord now? How is it different? Um, there's no longer this pressure to hear from him. Like, that's really been mm. released and given so much freedom uh, for me to just sit and read his word and it be enough. Um and that in itself for me ha has been so freeing. Mm. There's no more work on my part that has mm -hmm. to be done. Um, and, and like I said before, I do think that the Lord um, speaks to us in different ways. Um, he can speak 
to us through others or use a book or use a sermon or, um, but, um, and there are still some things that I am working out too, that I experience mm-hmm. that I am like, man, Lord, what was that? Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that there's the word is enough. He's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so that's, that's what I would, that's you, what you I would said say. something. I hope people heard that you said this because that movement, even, even I would say the middle of the road of that, but fully where you went, that movement, the appeal is the freedom, right? The freedom Very to pursue so. your destiny, what God's calling you to. And yet you went down that road and you were enslaved, Yes, you know? And so there is such a freedom that really does come from the work is done by Jesus yeah. and we enter his rest and his word is sufficient. Like there really yeah. is such a freedom. Uh, well, I know, and we're starting to run out of time. I think we need to have you on here another time. Um, but I, I do want to ask you a few questions. So uh, for me as a pastor, um, we, I know when we're talking about middle of the road church in the area, we are both thinking of the same specific church. We didn't say the name. We're not going to. The church you were part of had a name. <laughs> we're, we're talking about churches popping up. We're talking about specific churches. But I really wrestle with, like, as I want people to be weary, you know, who would go there, who would fall into these things. But also, like, I don't want to come across as I think I've got it figured out, right? So, like, Paul calls people out, right, by name, but then I'm not, like, what would you say to pastors? Because we do have some pastors that listen to this and, and this pastor and that pastor listen to you. Like, what, what, what do people need from us? So I think that at some point, um, there are going to have to be hard lines drawn. Hmm. And whether it's now or later, um, I do think it will get to a point where you will have to name names just as Paul did. Mm. Um, And no, it may not be the most popular. Like I've, and I've had to live through that. Mm. (laughs) Um, I walked away from so many friendships and relationships that, and people that I love and adore because I've, chosen to wave that red flag and say, Hey, this isn't right. Like this isn't okay. And when are we going to start talking about it? And so, um, yeah, I mean, uh, eventually I think it will come to that. Mm. Um, because people have to, um, if you don't know the name of a false teacher, like if the only false teacher that you can name is Joel Osteen, <laughs> um, you need you you're definitely need not to come offending any boggy to, talk listeners, by the way. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. need to come back to the drawing board. Um, uh, and there are te- there are pastors in our area. I can name probably about five on my, if not more, on my hand that are false teachers that are teaching um, and encouraging some of the things that I've just talked about. And so I think, too, um, you can encourage your people to be educated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. 
and to really um, do the research. So when someone comes to you, um, and because I wish this would have been done to me, um, when if someone comes to you and says, you know, hey, I've got a word for you, um, say, hey, let's talk about that. Here's why I don't agree with you on this issue. Let's turn to Deuteronomy 18. Let's turn mm-hmm. to Jeremiah 23, 16. Let's turn to the last book of Revelation where it mm-hmm. says the canon's closed. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone adds to it <laughs> or takes away from it. So um, I think that you need to be prepared to have those con- those conversations. Um you pastor need, and non-pastor now yeah, you're talking to. Yeah. yeah. And if you are not speaking about these things in your churches, I don't think that you are fully operating mm-hmm. in love for your church mm, and for the good. body of Christ because like uh, my little Rosie just wrote the uh, scripture up on the board this morning like the enemy comes to devour and he's coming after the sheep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and your sheep need to know um, who the wolves are in sheep clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are not so much outside of the church. Mm-hmm. I think no longer is the concern outside of the church. Mm-hmm. It's inside of the church. Mm-hmm. And the person that agrees with mm-hmm. you and says, oh, yeah, yeah, I believe the same mm-hmm. thing. Um, but really, uh, there's a different um there's a different gospel there there's a different gospel message what so. i would what i would suggest to you is that's always been the case i mean first corinthians that's paul's issue he's saying hey the problem is you guys are are not confronting each other in the gospel you know and and i think this we live in the day and age like where the culture says you can't say who what is love right well, I think that has infiltrated the church where we're like, who are you to say that their expression of Christianity is wrong, right? And so I think this is very hard. What you're saying, I think, is very true. But if we're listening to this, like, realize probably what the next season of Christianity looks like in America yeah. for believers who are in the word. It's navigating how do we in love approach our brothers and sisters who are deviating, you know, from the gospel. So that would be kind of my last thing. If somebody finds themselves out there and they're like, I don't know if my church really is centered around the Bible. We sing a lot of, you know, maybe Bethel songs or whatever it is. Like, what would you say to them? What would be your advice to them? Um, so I actually have some notes here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) Um, Uh, I just, yeah, so I have a couple of things just to kind of go by that I've thought about to educate yourself and to prepare yourself. Um, There's a reason why um, uh, in the book Kingdom of the Cults, Walter Martin, in chapter two, he talks about the language barrier of cults. Mm. And so um, it's so, so key because this movement has its own terminology And so when you hear some of these words that I'm about ready to say, I would say, um, put your guard up and start asking questions. Hey, um, how do you guys feel about Bethel and their theology? How do you feel about the fivefold ministry, about Mm -hmm. apostles and prophets actively working in the church, being an authority? Um, 
you know, the congregation coming under um, and submitting to their authority. Mm. Um, if you, and here's the thing, a lot of um, these teachings are covered up by Christian lingo. And so um, what you guys might um, uh, think of the glory of the Lord, <laughs> that is mm -hmm. very different in this mm -hmm. movement. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're like, we're glorifying the Lord. We love you. And there it's the manifest glory and people falling all over each other and glory clouds and gold dust. and. Um, Mm -hmm. So very yeah. different, but same word, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you hear words, um, now this isn't at all <laughs> churches, but as a whole, um, if you hear glory, presence, a big emphasis on the presence or the intimacy with Lord or encountering the Lord. Mm. Um, we welcome you here, Lord. Yep. Because you know Spirit, you need us. You need us to you open there. the door. We need to. If you want to see me start, fly to open twitch. the windows or whatever. What is the song? Fly open the windows or whatever. Open the windows. Yeah. Uh, light the light in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I'm like, uh, yeah. Anyway, like, you really open the curtains to let light in. Not yeah. Windows, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So not only is that not good theology, but it's actually not that intelligent of a. Um, it's not good home decor. Yeah. So um, if there's a big emphasis on um, breakthrough. Um, That's Justin's that, favorite word. On that That's like my trigger word. Yeah. Sauce. I'm like, eh, can't do it. Yep. On Jesus breakthrough. is the breakthrough. <laughs> Amen. Um, on your calling, on your anointing, on your authority. Um, that kind of pairs along with um, that little God's theology. Chris Vallotton is on records calling calling himself little gods um if there's a huge emphasis on spiritual warfare if everything comes back to a demon um and you strategizing to go after a demon like um, i ordered my eggs over medium they came over easy a demon did that yeah that yeah. kind of stuff yep <laughs> um basically uh <laughs> And so <laughs> now you know what Justin's life is like on Boggy Talk. Oh, we're gonna edit, edit, edit. No, I'm kidding. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Um, so uh, I talked about this before: be being able to defend with scripture, like have scriptures readily available. I would have loved if someone would have sat me down and been like, "So here's the problem with that. Here, here's the problem. So have those scriptures." tucked in your back pocket of why you don't believe um, there are operating prophets today um, and apostles today and um, why we're not to have new revelation in the church. Um, have those scriptures readily available. Do Will it make a difference? I don't know. It didn't for me for a long time, but, um, you know, God can use one thing to open up your eyes. Um, I think that you need to watch um, and pull up videos of Jen Johnson calling the Holy Spirit um, uh, like the genie in mm -hmm. Aladdin. Mm -hmm. I think you need to look up um, on YouTube that clip of a Bethel student um, evangelizing outside of a Benny Hinn 
um, uh, crusade. I think you need to look up um, impartation at a Randy Clark um, um, conference. I think you need to look up how um, what this movement is is um, saying that the Holy Spirit looks like and how it manifests and how close it is to the Kundalini spirit, which is um, when they invoke spirits in Eastern religions. You need to see those things for yourself and how bad they are and that they exist and they're actually right down the street from you. <laughs> like those are really good things to watch. I've been at, at a Daniel Kalinda revival in Pensacola where people are getting shoved, kids are crying because they're so scared because the man of God is passing through and laying hands on wow. people. Um, this movement is so dangerous and you need to see those things to be like, whoa, this is actually real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this mm. is happening. Yeah. Um, I actually have some resources, um, but they're over there. Okay. Oh, wow. So, so books and stuff. So yeah. Books, do you mean the yeah. names? Or we can we can actually post the names. Like oh, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. So will okay. you give us the list, and we'll post those in the show notes. Okay. Um, can people reach out to you? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, some um, ministries that have really been helpful to me um, coming out of this movement is um, Costi Hens for the Gospel. Um, That's are, the guy who did American Gospel. Yes. Just in case. Um, American Gospel, the documentary. Mm -hmm. If you were really like, whoa, I didn't know anything about this, please watch American mm -hmm. Gospel. Um, they are actually coming out with an American Gospel 3 that is all about this movement. Um, it was supposed to already be out uh, last year, at the end of last year. They've had to prolong it. Um, and Spiritual warfare. <laughs> See what you did there. So, um, kind of closing this out. So, and you know, this has been great. How do you avoid really quickly becoming prideful about this? Yeah. Right? Like they don't have it figured out. Yeah. And um, I do. Yeah. Uh, remembering where you came from and how, um, I, I like constantly have to bring myself back to, um, how I felt when I first found out and how incredibly, um, mortified I was, <laughs> um, that I was a false prophet and a false teacher and, um, and how easily I was deceived. And so I think it's remembering where you came from. And, and I think that um, I even talked with Christy about this. Like, I think that like ultimately, even for a Christian, like we have to remember like what God pulled us out of because mm -hmm. it's so bad. Mm. Um, and yeah. Mm. Oh, Amen. <laughs> That's true for all of like yeah. that being gospel centered. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, yeah for yeah, being thank here. Thank you so much. And uh, as she said, you know, if you want to talk to Tara more, you can reach out to us and we'll put you in, in contact with her. So you can just hear a little bit more of her heart and her story uh, and just what ask God her has questions. Done. Yeah. Ask her questions. Um, you know, I think as, as you've shared this, um, really what comes to mind is this is a, 
You know, when we think of legalism, we think of, you know, don't do this, don't do this. And this is really a new form of legalism, thinking I still have to do this, I still have to do this, I still have to do this uh, to be right with God. Mm, and that's that's um, the whole reason we've called this series centered is because the gospel is what keeps us centered, you know, yes. and, and, and it's what tethers us. You and know, Jesus is the center, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah center, not so center. Center. Enunciate that T. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's that's what I'm hearing. And I think it's just so important. And you've said this. It's just it comes back to knowing him mm-hmm. through his revealed word. That's he, right. He has revealed himself to us through his word. Scripture is sufficient. And yes, we the Holy Spirit is working in us. The Spirit will lead us to, you know, prompt us to do something or say something, but yeah. it is always against the authority of the word. And Amen. it will never con- God cannot contradict himself. That's right. And uh and so if the spirit in us is testifying to us, it's because uh, it it will line up with his word because God's not two-faced, <laughs> you know. Since um, since early church history, theologians have said the Spirit exists to illuminate the Word and inspire the Word in practice. And so absolutely. not this new stuff. Well, thanks again. Yeah, Tara, thank yeah, you so much great for sharing job. your story. Hey, Praying for hey, you. People are going to throw shade at you, so we're praying uh, for you. Hey, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> All right, it's okay. Well, we, um, yeah, we thank you guys for listening. Mm-hmm. And if, again, if you have questions, let us know. We'd love to just continue the conversation. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.